gather ye friends around your flickering campfires and listen to tales of crime, shifty doings, and high adventure from the half-inched pages of history. Here's to crime, listener. We're back again for the tale of Colonel Blood. Colonel Blood Part 2, in fact. Or First Blood Part 2. Or Second Blood Part 1. Come on, chaps, don't Rambo on. Stop that. Uncle Bob Bob promised me a jewel heist last week, and the former professional criminal in me feels very let down. Sorry, Tombo. It's enough to make a man slip back into the old habits. I'm this close to grabbing my big fishing net and stalking the pick and mix again. <clears throat> uh, we'd like to remind the listener that we are all DBS checked. Because we know someone at the council. But enough of our petty rackets, listener. Who are we? And get on with it, you grey-haired boy man. We've done 45 episodes and everyone knows that we are... The Silly History Boys Show! Get on with it, I shall, for it is time to complete the tale of history's foremost rascal, Colonel Thomas Blood. It's time to steal the crown jewels. When we last left our lovable history rogue, Colonel Blood, he was murdering a civil servant. The scamp. Blood has his greatest enemy, the Duke of Ormond, with a rope around his neck, ready to swing. Just as the authorities arrive to save Ormond and capture Blood, who shall escape? Who shall hang? Rejoin the tale on the very trap of the gallows. Now, come on now, Blood, let his dukeness go. We can't be killing Aristos, we're history people. Come on, Blood, we can talk about this. We, we can cut a deal. Get stuffed, Larman. You'll not get away with this, Blood. Just let me go. Must be off, my lord. You hang here. <laughs> Blood, away! Cut me down! Right, Rosser. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, that was exciting, wasn't it, listener? Hang on a minute, wait. You're doing your that-didn't-happen voice. That didn't happen, no. No, I made it up. Although, Blood and his gang did indeed kidnap the Duke of Ormond. And they did, apparently, try and take him to Tyburn Gallows to hang him like a muggy common criminal. If they'd have just, well killed him straight away, they might have got away with it. This is what happens when you do needless dramatic flourishes, Uncle Bob Bob. Oh my yes, and it is this dramatic flourish that landed Blood and his gang in deep trouble. Warrants were issued for the Colonel's arrest. And the attempted murder of the Duke of Ormond made Blood even more notorious throughout the country. And it wasn't a good look for the Duke of Buckingham. Everyone knew that he and Ormond were enemies. And when a known rascal tried to murder Ormond, the pointy finger of blame fell squarely on Buckingham. Who is currently wig shopping in Old London Town. Oh, shopping, shopping, shopping. There's nothing like a bit of retail therapy when you're under suspicion for conspiracy to commit murder. Excuse me, are you the Duke of Buckingham? Sorry, I, I don't carry change. Uh, oh, I'm the Duke of Ormond Jr. That's the Duke of Ormond's dangerous and impetuous son. Just a little courtesy for you. That's not a courtesy. That's a gun. Shush. Listen carefully, Buckingham. If anyone kills my dad, I will not look for them. I will not find them. And I will not kill them. I'll just go straight to you and kill you. Is that clear? Smashing. Good day, sir. 
What was that about, me lord? Oh, nothing important, blood. Just that you're fired. Fired? But I'm your pet criminal. I left the best brownies in Europe to come and be your own personal murderer. I've got nowhere to go, nothing to do. I, I can't just be a tourist. I'm Colonel Blood! Sorry, I've never met you before, weird Scottish man, and I certainly didn't plan any crime with you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to buy a Pat Sharp Funhouse-era mullet to cheer myself up. <laughs> Good day. Oh, great. Now what? A friendless, destitute foreigner alone in the cruel city of London. I could get a job at a horrible bar and... Use me wages to pay a thousand pounds a month to live in a single drawer in Catford, I suppose. All right, boy Tourist, is it? You done all the sights? London Eye? Harry Potter World? Crown Jewels? Ah, oh, you know, I've tried with Harry Potter, I really have. But I can't get on with it. I mean, for me, it's just the worst witch, but with, like, stuck-up posh kids all over it. Ah, uh, hang on, what, what did you say about the Crown Jewels? When Oliver Cromwell cut King Charles's head off, he also put the crown and the crown jewels on eBay. After all, a king with no head hardly needs a crown. England was also skint from the big war that it had just had with itself, and the country needed the cash. But life had been so boring and awful under the rule of dreary Puritan fun sponge Oliver Cromwell, that as soon as Cromwell died, everyone in England immediately wanted a king again. This new king was Charles II, son of Charles I. His father was headless and his son was, invariably, legless. For Charles II would be a party king. You're right, dudes. Who's for a constitutional monarchy? All the fun parts of kings, but without the lame, uncool, power-hungry, do-whatever-I-say parts. Oh, am I right? Oh, yay! It'll be so fun to have a nice king back, especially after Oliver Cromwell made fun illegal. Dude, I am the Merry Monarch. England will once again be righteous. I'm bringing the party back. Under my rule, alcohol is back. Theatres are back. Blood sports starring Jean-Claude Van Damme are back. Even ladies who sell oranges are back. Yay! Oh, you are a Merry Monarch, Charles II. I know, right? There's only one tiny thing I need there. Name it! Anything for you, regal party sire! I'm gonna need some crown jewels. Oh. But... But they're kind of expensive, you know, and, and we did just have that big war. Yeah, it's kind of a deal-breaker. No party king without the party crown. Ah, <sighs> fine. The new crown jewels cost just over £12,000 in history money. Which, according to those dodgy currency converters on the internet, is about £1,376,719, which is just under £1.5 million. In 1671, that could buy you roughly 2,000 horses, 2,500 cows, or three entire warships. In 2022, you could hire the Silly History Boys to silly for you every day of the year, with no breaks, no holidays, for 17 whole years. 
If anyone has that kind of coin, honestly, come forward. We'll do it, please. Uh, let's hear from you, please, if you've got it. J just just email us. Uh, sillyhistoryboys at gmail.com. Don't wait. Do it now. Do it now. And so King Charles II was crowned with a brand spanking new set of jewels. But he didn't wear the crown jewels every day. Even I know the perils of partying in jewellery, dear listener. After Bilbo pierced my ears with a kebab skewer in university, I lost thousands of gold-hooped earrings at various naughty parties. Not now, Tombo! There could be people listening. Anyway, most of the time, the crown jewels were locked up in a super-secret chamber in the Tower of London. They were placed behind a thick iron grill inside a locked room, secured within the great fortress in the heart of the realm, and guarded by... All right. An elderly man. I'm only 77. 77 is the new 45, you know. Not in 1671, it isn't. Shouldn't you be dead or retired? Well, I got my army pension, but because I'm such a trusted man, I'm allowed to make a bit of extra cash, you know, on the side, showing the crown jewels to tourists. That doesn't sound very secure. Oh, it'll be all right. The crown and the orb and the scepter are all locked up behind bars. Plus, there's loads of guards outside. I can foresee no problems at all. <laughs> oh, hang on. There's a there's a knock at the door. Top of the morning to ye. May the blessings of God and his mates be upon ye this fine day. I am Parson Blood, the happy priest. And this is my pleasant but broad-shouldered wife, Mrs. Blood. <gasps> oh, nice to meet you, Parson Blood. Mrs. Blood Charm. <gasps> Likewise, sir. Now, listen, me wife is one of those royal nutters. She's had all the commemorative crockery for jubilees and such. She always puts her hand in her pocket when there's a settlement to pay, and she always has detailed but highly suspect statistics that detail how the royal family make the country more money than they sponge off the taxpayer. Don't you, dear? <laughs> Oh, lovely. I expect you'd like to see the jewels then, eh? Oh, yes, please. No bother. Ta-da! <laughs> Not yet, you big-handed dot. <clears throat> Might we have a closer look there, sir? I'm afraid that's as close as anyone is permitted, Father Blood. Ah, well, never mind so. Thank you, Mr. Edwards, sir. Uh, Talbot Edwards. A pleasure, Mr. Edwards. Uh, oh, oh, dear. Oh, Mrs. Blood. Oh, you don't look well, so you don't. Huh? She looks all right to me, father. In fact, she looks in incredible physical condition. That dress barely seems able to contain those bulging muscles. I assure you she's feeling very faint, she is. Aren't you, dear? Fall over, you stupid lump. Huh? Oh, oh. Oh, she is! Oh, Lord! Me poor wife! Would you help me carry her into the fresh air, Mr. Edwards? Um, I'll try. According to accounts, when they first entered the jewel room, Blood's female companion had a sudden attack of lady vapours. Being kind, upstanding citizens, the Edward family helped Mrs. Blood to their rooms in the Tower of London. There the Edwards made Mrs. Blood 38 cups of tea. Oh, sorry, 43 cups of tea. Biscuit. And four full packs of wagon wheels. <laughs> 
original and jammy. Eventually, Mrs. Blood felt better, and she and her husband departed. Having consumed a small fortune in tea, which was expensive in those days, and wagon wheels, which didn't exist, well, it's a silly history, boys, isn't it? But what happened the next day is true. Knock, knock! Oh, dear Mr. and Mrs. Edwards, in recompense for your kindness, I bring a hold all, a Yorkshire tea, a belt of wagon wheels, and a pair of new gloves for you, Mrs. Edwards. Oh, this lovely! Thank you, Parson Blood. You truly are a kind and trustworthy fellow. Uh, will you stay for tea? Row up, Mrs. Edwards. All this being legal has given me a terrible thirst. Oh, tiny! And so, over yet more wagon wheels, Blood and the Edwards family became fast friends. More tea, Blood? More tea, Blood! Oh, Mrs. Edwards, you sound like a London teenager, you do! Oh, Seth Blood, in it! Blood drank tea, made conversation, and politely listened to Mr. Edwards's hopeful Six Nations projections. Well, what you've got to take into consideration, of course, is the injuries we've had in the Mackerel Sea. And not only that, of course, we got England and Ireland in Cardiff this time round. Italy a better side, of course, than people give them credit for. I promise you next year, Welsh slam. So charming was Parson Blood that the Edwards invited him round again and again. My dear friends, it's so very legal to see you. For you, Mrs. Edwards, more gloves. For you, Mr. Edwards, 70s rugby VHSs. Ooh! Tidy. Blood did such a good job, in fact, that he even suggested that his nephew might make a good husband for the Edwards' young daughter, Miss Edwards. <laughs> the Edwards family suspected nothing. The history heist was go. Dawn breaks hot and bright over London. The summer sun cuts through the fog on the Thames. It's 6.45am on May the 9th, 1671. It is heist weather. Along the cobbled streets, through the night sun, through the dead rats and horse dung, four men walk side by side, far too slowly. It's 1671, listener, so no one has noticed that they are doing the heist walk. Right, that's enough walking slowly for no reason. Are we all clear of our roles in today's undertaking? Uh, yes, boss. Why, well, boss. <laughs> then let's do it. Right then, let's go over it again, my love. Fire away. A thousand teabags. Check. Seven hundred wagon wheels. Check. Five hundred and eighteen bacon sandwiches. Check. Mm, I don't know, I still think we need more, you know. Come on, my love. The most important thing is that our daughter likes her new betrothed. How are you feeling, my sweet? <laughs> right, yes, well. Can't do anything about that now. Okay, eh? Good morning, Mrs. Edwards. My dear friend Talbot. And of course. Yes, Parson Fletcher's here. Our blushing bride to be. <laughs> you look radiant as ever, miss. Please allow me to present me nephew. Hello. You wouldn't think I'm 40, would you? <laughs> oh, is that her? This is our daughter, yes. Are you our new son? Ah, uh, no. Uh, I'm, I'm not me. Jerry here is me. Oh, I bet. How's it going? Hmm. 
I should have brought some flour. That normally kills it. Oh, it's easy come, easy go, Miss Edwards. My friends, I apologise for the early hour of our arrival. Naturally, I shall leave my nephew here to get acquainted with your daughter and keep the horse running. Me, Mrs. Blood, and me other nephew will go to me house. Oh no, you must stay for breakfast, Parson Blood. Oh, you're too kind, Mrs. Edwards. The hospitality of your home is, as always, most fine. I wonder, though, while the tea brews, could we show my other nephew the jewel room? Of course, my friend. We shall let the ladies get acquainted with your nephew. Come, gentlemen. <sighs> Sorry, gentlemen and Mrs. Blood. Blood and his gang followed Edwards from the house, down the stairs to the strong room, where lay the crown jewels of England. An absolute fortune in gold and precious gems. With only a chatty pensioner between them and the greatest crime in history. Here we are, young man. The crown and all the trimmings. Oh, wow. They're so shiny. Ha, bless me. I see them so often I forget how shiny they are. I expect you're the same, Parson Blood. <coughs> Down they go. Oh, God in heaven. I thought he'd never shut up. Tie his hands and gag him, Mrs. Blood. I'll not have him bleating an alarm to the Tower Guards. Now, to work, lads. Colonel Blood's big passing cassock opens up like a crime transformer. In moments, the gang are soaring through bars, picking locks and unscrewing hinges. They make the Ocean's Eleven crew look like a bunch of limp Hollywood posers. And after a flurry of criminal DIY, they're in. The crown! The crown is ours! I shall go down in history! Thomas Blood, the greatest thief of all! Quickly, Chris, the back! Here you go, boss! Chris, this is a very big crown. That is a very small bag. Have you brought another bag? Because it'd, it'd be an awful shame, wouldn't it, if this historic crime went wrong for want of an appropriate bag? Um, right, well, I'll, I'll leave you two to uh, get to know one another. Not like that, mind. It's 1671, all right? So I'm going to leave the door open. <laughs> so, uh, Miss Edwards, what do you like to do? Um, uh, I've got hobbies like, uh, I like to try and reunite people, uh, with the chewing gum that they've left under bus seats, because, you know, sometimes people have saved it for later, and then they've ended up getting on a, a different bus, like, and... Ah, no, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, like, so, so, so what are your hobbies like? Yeah? Right? Oh. oh! Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, I could, that might be a legal act, what you're suggesting there, and, and actually I'm not even sure that that's physically possible for me, like, my, my knees, and, uh, and also, like, uh, I, I, I don't want to do that, and would, would never, would never want to do that, and, oh, why, what's that terrible noise from downstairs, I? I can't do that. Who'll clean up the mess? Down in the jewel room, there was a problem. You flippin' teacup, Chris! You had one job! One job! You said bring a bag, boss. You didn't say how big a bag to bring. Also, those bags for life are 50 pence now. This is the crown of England, you ninny. It's worth a hundred lifetimes a crime. Now hand me the bag again. Right, boss. 
Oh, oh, I think it's still too big. Want me to give it another hammer in? Aye, but we might need something thicker and heavier than the hammer we knocked the fool Talbot out with. Like what? Let's try a thick skull, you dense moron! Ow! Not only was the crown too big for the bag, but the scepter wouldn't fit in it either. Oh, come on! So that had to be sawn in too. Is this true? They're even sillier than us, and silly is kind of our thing. This is true. And it was about to get worse. <laughs> oh no, I can't like what I can't be man. What would what would be man think of it? I'm not allowed, I can't. Hello, little sister, it's me, your big brother Wythe. I'm back from ten years fighting in a war. Yes, that's right. I've literally been away for ten years and come back today. Oh thank God! What's that noise? Ah, well, we're putting in a new rotor in, mate. So, yeah, I better go and check. Check and see if the lads need any help. Uh, uh, thank you very much for the tea, miss. Uh, I don't think we should get married. Thanks very much. See you later. Bye. Oh, right. Is there any tea? Right, that's everything bagged, despite your boobery, Chris. We may yet pull this off. Hey, boss. I think the old geezer's coming round. No matter. Tis time to be on. All right, boys. Yeah, what's with all the bagging and soaring like? What are you doing here, Jerry? You're supposed to be keeping those dolts away. Ah, oh, well, I come to tell you that there's a new one. A, a son. Home from a war, like. Where is he? Oh, my, my boy. Home from the wars. A miracle. You're for it now, you thieving slugs. With... With, I'm down here! With help! As the old man sings out an alarm, Parson Blood takes up his walking stick and gives a flick of his wrist. From the hollow stick hisses three feet of steel. A rapier blade concealed. Pipe down! Dramatic and perfect thrust! Schwa! <laughs> Murder! Murder! The crown is stolen! Oh! Down I go! Again. Now then, we walk out nice and calm. All right, boss. And Jerry, put this down your trousers. Is that the holy hangar here of Antioch? No, tis the orb of state. Oh, it's cold. Still low. Anything's better than Miss Edwards. What's that, Jerry? I don't want to talk about it. Come on. Out of the jewel room, the villains strut. Only a hundred yards to the first gate. Where their horses move. The day is drawing on. The bag fiasco means the robbery has taken far longer than it should. And this means there are guards, lots of guards, but still, it isn't far. Just another 20 yards, the gang can almost smell their horses. Excuse me? Top of the morning to you! Ah, excellent! Welsh people! Hello, my name is Pickman. I am a Swedish military engineer, recently returned home from 10 years military service only this morning. Could you please direct me to the home of my friend, Weef Edwards? Oh, yes, of course. It's right. Murder! Murder and treason! The crown is stolen! Oh, knickers! Right! Run for it! Ah! Oh, Swedish men forced to the ground! Parson Blood is gone, whipping his priest's robes away and drawing his pistols. Colonel Blood is back.
The gang break into a run as the cry goes up from the tower guard. Lungs burning, the gang sprints for the first gate. Go in! But at the gate, a guard appears and levels his musket. Oh, knickers! He cannot miss. In the dawn mist, the damp gunpowder does not spark. The guard drops his musket and runs. And the blood gang thunder past him and through the first gate of the tower. Now, with fortune on his side again, Colonel Blood tries his luck once more. Sing out, boys! Murder! Treason! The crown Murder! is stolen! Treason! Treason! The crown is stolen! You up there! Open the gate! Let us through so we may be after the thieves! Ain't no one been through here, Gov, not without me seeing him. Anyway, who are you? What's in the bag? Damn your insolence, sir! I am a colonel! How dare you question your betters, you cockney ape! I? I haven't even got a bug! Hang on. What's that lump in your trousers? Oh, knickers. The holy hand grenade of... Wait. It's them! Treason! <laughs> Boring conversation, anyway. Hurry, boys! Break the lock, I'll come here. Take this, you royalist snakes! Of course, Colonel Blood makes a fight of it. Powder smoke fills the tower grounds as the Blood Gang blaze away for their lives. But the Iron Gate will not budge. Blood is doomed. Boss, the gate! The lock won't budge! There's nothing for it, boys. Back the way we came! Swords out! I'd never make it, boss! There's loads of them! Mrs. Blood! The gate, Mrs. Blood! Why, with your guns of doom, you'll lift it in a trice! Set to it, my dear! We may yet break free! It's going! It's going, my God! Under it, boys! We're free! Free, I tell you! Free! Drop the stuff! You're nicked, my pedigree chums. An attempt on the crown is an attempt on the king. You'll swing for this, you rasclarts. Oh, no, I'm too youthful to die. Have courage, Chris. Colonel Blood never gives up. Back to the tower went Blood and his gang. Down to the most feared dungeon in England and not where I work. Tens of thousands have gone to the tower never to return. But Blood would not go easy or quietly. You call this a dungeon? Why, it's a disgrace. These rats are filthy and there's no hand soap. I've been to Airbnbs better served than this. Listen, you. If you don't start flapping your gob in the right direction or give me some answers, I'm going to have to start stretching, burning and poking some out of here, which I'd enjoy because, frankly, I find you annoying. I told you, scum! I'll talk to none but the king himself! Know that a tongue you want! Come ah, here! Get off me! Oh, yeah, hold on! Oh, let me talk! I need it for talking with Dude, please stop tongue-soaring that guy! I am on the mother of all come-downs. Listen, I hear there's someone who wants to talk to me. Alone. Your Majesty! Uh, of course! I'll be back for you, muggy little germ. Oh, Your Majesty, it's a pleasure to see ye again. Again? 
indeed, we have not met. Last time I saw you, my king, was down me musket site where you bathed in the river. Dude, you steal my crown, you point guns at me. What did I do to deserve this lame behavior? Oh, I feel terribly ashamed now. It was a small matter of some land that your majesty's government took from me. Believe me, I only decided to take your crown because I could not bring myself to take your life. I was paid to kill you, your grace. But when I saw how cool ye are, I couldn't do it, I couldn't. Still though, dude, my crown, man, that's worth a lot of cheddar. Ah, now, your majesty, you've only worn it. Oh, you've hit it with a hammer. Believe me, it was pretty shoddy workmanship. That jeweler saw you coming, so he did. If you let me have a word with the fellow, I'd see that you got what you paid for it. If, uh, you know, you were to, uh, you know, let me go, that is. Dude, why would I let you go? I've seen the error of me ways, so I have. I was angry about me land, but now I've seen you, I'm sure that you're a wise king. A king who knows a useful man when he sees one. I could serve you, me lord. Much better alive than dead, your majesty. And if, sir, I were to give you your life, what would you do with it? I would endeavour to deserve it, sir. Truly I would. Tommy Blood, you are a thief, a gnarly rascal, and a bad, bad dude. I like you. Let my word be done, this subject of mine shall go free, yo. Hot flippin' dog! And so Thomas Blood and all his gang went free! Yay! Oh, yay! Oh, why I pet! Better than free, in fact. The king gave Blood land in Ireland worth £500 a year. For what? The story goes that King Charles found Blood's cheek and charm so amusing that he just let him go. What? That sounds made up. Yes, it certainly does. Yes. On the face of it, the tale of Colonel Blood, the lovable rogue, and a grand but failed crime is the perfect historical romance. But if history is anything, it is far from perfect. And the story of Colonel Blood just fits together far too nicely. So what really happened then? Well, all of that supposedly did, according to reports at the time. Come on. The orb in the trousers. Not bringing a bag big enough for the crown and soaring it up. All of that, we are told, is true. But is it true or not? And stop making me ask questions like a lady in old sexist Doctor Who. Just tell me, what happened? We do not know. And we will never know. There are people that think the entire robbery was staged. Staged so that King Charles could use the theft as an excuse to buy even more fantastic jewels. You see, now that Parliament ruled the country, kings couldn't just spend what they wanted anymore. And after the Duke of Ormond's son promised to kill the Duke of Buckingham, if anything had ever happened to his dad, it's possible that Buckingham persuaded Blood to give up his quest for revenge on Ormond in exchange for doing the heist, and then getting some land back. Well, why didn't you do any of that then? Because the official version is exciting. It's certainly more exciting than we don't know. We try to be two things on this show, listener. Silly and fair. Fair to the story, fair to the truth, and fair to you, listener, by being silly. This is, after all... The Silly History Boys Show! And there is no way we're spoiling a story like The Crown Jewels Heist of 1671 with diligent historical accuracy. No way! We couldn't do that to you, listener.
And so, for putting myth and entertainment ahead of shadowy half-truths that no one really knows, we are, as always, Sorry! Sorry! Sorry. Colonel Blood Part 2, or A Kick in the Crown Jewels, or Episode 46 of the Silly History Boys show, was written and produced by the Silly History Boys. The parts of Criminal Chris the Criminal, the almost hanged but not really actually Lord Ormond, and the very violent son Ormond Jr., King Charles II, the merriest of all the Morrocks, wife Edwards and his one line, and a guard were voiced by the very, very illegal Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram. In addition, Tom Tombo Fermor will receive a night in Haunted Castle Bob Bob, where I will lie next to him in his bed and cry in his ear so he doesn't miss his son, as a reward for coming to Liverpool and teaching the kids to fight. Thanks, Tombo, that wasn't really necessary. But also for lending his voice to the following Talbot Edwards, Tombo the Guard, the very, very butch Mrs. Blood. <laughs> it was the least he could do to have me, have him in my home. And you're lucky too, listener, for you got to hear him. And you also got to hear me, your dear Uncle Bob-Bob, speak the words of Sailor Jerry the Geordie, posh Mrs. Bob-Bob, Mrs. Edwards, who's basically Uncle Bob-Bob's much-missed Nana, Peggy Bond, Beckman, the Swiss engineer, yes, he turned up as well. Um, only the one line, but he is in the historical account. So you got to hear my Swedish accent, not Swish. Anyway, yes. And of course, once again, really, really earning the no money that we receive for the show, it's due the Pear Bear Perry as the romantic lead, the dashingly dastardly Colonel Thomas Blood and the vivaciously quiet leading lady, Ms. Edwards. Big thanks to Zapsplat.com for all their zaps and splats and sound effects that we certainly could not do the show without. Additional thanks to Mr. Brian Bolger from RoyaltyFreeMusic.com for his track Music Box. And also, big, big thanks for the track Surf Fiction from a new source of music, Mr. Carsten Altina at Sonamusic.com. Check him out. Or so Sorry, Sonagmusic.com. And one more before we get to Lord Fastfingers. Big, big thanks to Dan Hennig for his track Danger Snow once again from royaltyforyoumusic.com. And here we are. Thank you very much indeed to Lord Fastfingers for the Silly History Boys show theme song. Please check out our Histrionics online at Silly History Boys Show on Facebook and Instagram and SHB underscore show on the Twitters. Dates for your diaries. You can see the Silly History Boys live at the Jorvik Vikings Festival on the 28th of May to the 5th of June at Stonehenge, the Stonehenge, from the 28th of May to the 5th of June. Framlingham Castle, the 6th and 7th of August, as well as... 
the 26th and 27th of July and the 23rd and 24th of August at Warkworth Castle, the day after my birthday. And if those dates are wrong, Will gave them to me because Tom wouldn't. So, so there. Hey, listen, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be really good. You should come. Uh, all of those, I think, are English Heritage properties. You can get in with your English Heritage membership, which is, which is a laugh. And uh, I tell you what, you know, they, they keep us in a job. So, listen, I th is that everything? I think it is. Yes. So, we'll see you next time for yet another exciting episode of the... Silly History Boys show. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <sighs> I can get lower. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Stop, you ruined it. <laughs> you ruined my art. <laughs>